What's up, everyone? It's Ray Garvin, host of the Destination Debbie podcast. If you're waiting until after the NFL season to start your college scouting process, you're already behind the eight ball. There are hundreds of college football games on each and every Saturday, far too many to keep up with along with following your favorite NFL teams. But don't worry, this show is designed for not only you hardcore Debbie leaguers, but those of you who want to learn about the next group of potential NFL stars and get a leg up in your traditional dynasty leagues. We don't just talk about the big name college football guys. We hit on the small school value prospects who also have a shot to make it at the next level. If you want to position your dynasty team for short and long-term success, make sure you check out the DDP on DLF and all the other amazing shows DLF has to offer. I was freaking out about all that too. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I don't I don't do very well not knowing what I'm about to talk about. But yeah, we're gonna try it anyways. Woo! It's so, okay. We'll help you. Nice. Do it. All right. Well, at least let me do the normal intro. From DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts, that star healing doctor, Ethan Turner. Hey, what's up, guys? Did you know that one in four orthopedic surgeons who have 25 years of experience have performed surgery on the wrong limb at least once? Oh, man. Uh, present company included. <laughs> I'm not a sort. I'm not a surgeon, so no, I have never. I have grabbed the wrong foot one time when I was trying to do something, but never once have I had to do a surgery. So that's good. Yeah, someday. I'm practice insurance is much cheaper. <laughs> someday, someday. If you uh, nope, nope. If, nope. if you dream it, if if you will it, dude, it is no it's dream. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> but if you paid never, me enough, I could try. I'm not paying you, but now if you're getting cut the wrong foot. I know you're not paying me. <laughs> that's, that's Captain Thanksgiving, Brian Hart. That a Thanksgiving that's Day brew. Fourteenth here tonight, and he gave thanks for every one of them. I am John Thanksgiving Pizza Hogue, and this is a Super Flex. Super Show Thanksgiving Edition. And we're just going to mash together just a rest of just kind of like what you do with your Thanksgiving meal. Just kind of mash everything together all at once. Oh, it, that's oh, oh. Is that do you do that? That's uh, yeah, no. Some people do. I definitely I, do. I like one at a time. Yeah. Personally, but. Like, are, are you weird about it? Where like they can't, they can't. No, no, no. Touch I'm not that another? weird. Okay. I can touch. That doesn't bother me. Uh, but putting them together, it depends on what the meal. It basically anything you can put in mashed potatoes is okay. Mm-hmm. There's some things you just can't mix. Like what? what? What can't you put in mashed potatoes? Well, like cranberry sauce. Like you're oh. not gonna put cranberry sauce in your mashed potatoes. Or yeah, any you would take your own. No, you that would ruin them. I would say I, I just I split foods up. There's two categories of foods for me. 
you either have sweet foods or salty foods. There's no in between. It's either sweet or salty. So if it's a salty food, it can usually be mixed with other salty foods and be okay. Sweet foods, similar concept. Ethan, have you ever had chocolate covered bacon? <laughs> no, I haven't. You need to make that happen. There are some exceptions to the rule. But <laughs> that, will, general, that will be an exception. Like, I promise you. Two food groups, sweet and salty. That's it. <laughs> that's from a doctor. So you know that that's medically accurate for John, sure. John, you need to interview him like you did me last night with the with the Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love talking about Thanksgiving. This is good stuff. One of my favorite holidays. Hit yes. Me. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do that. So l real quick, let me just let let me just finish my train of thought there because I uh, e everything that was gonna happen the rest of the week normally that would happen in the rest of the week on the Super Show is getting all smashed together into one pre-Thanksgiving sandwich here. So uh, we're gonna do some matchups. We're gonna talk about some injuries, uh, and we're gonna uh, you know we'll talk about some listener trades. And just kind of whatever else comes up uh, that we would normally talk about. It's all just getting jammed into those, this one episode. I get to hang out with two Steelers fans and uh, possibly talk about uh, um, uh, on the on the week where everybody else is talking about turkey. Maybe we can talk about a little bit of duck. And, oh, uh, <laughs> that was beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. That's that's how it's done right there, boys. But yeah, we, we need to start with this. So I got to talk with Brian Haar last night uh, when we recorded our standard operating procedures episode and uh, got some very boring answers from him. Um, so whatever, dude, <laughs> I believe it. it was very chalky, very chalky. So I believe it. So I, I'm going to give uh, Ethan a, a chance here to uh, to redeem us. OK, hit me. All right, so here's here's the here's the exercise. So you know how we do our start sits here on the super show, the green, green light, yellow light, red light. Yeah. Right? So we want to replace the green light with you know the 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 best, the goat of the uh the of the foods at your Thanksgiving meal. We want to replace the yellow light with something that you know, it's it, it's it's fine. It's not great. It's you know, but you 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 know you you eat it, but you know, probably only one serving of it, and you're and eh, whatever. Yeah. And the red light is the thing that you just you you want nothing to do with. It's always there on the table, and you have no interest in touching it at all. So, uh, yeah. For, and, and so, real quick, let's let let let's let Brian go through his and uh, give Ethan a chance to, first of all, hear um, kind of what this looks like. And second of all, you know, a chance to think this over. Cause I know I sprung it on you. I'm ready. Yeah. So, so first things first, this was, it was a very difficult exercise for me because I it was mean, out of nowhere. It's Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't have oh. to do with it being out of nowhere. It's Thanksgiving dinner, which is we've like, already, oh. we've already established that this is the greatest meal of the year. Yeah, bar none. So, and that usually we, the greatest day of food I, of the yes, year. Yes, yes, absolutely. If you only have one meal at Thanksgiving. You're probably not doing it right. You got to go like pretty correct. Much, pretty much, you just wake up, you start eating, and then you just don't stop eating until you either fall asleep, start watching football. Even then, you should probably be eating while you're watching football. Yep. And then you unless go you're sleeping, eat again. I wouldn't. Re I, yeah. 
unless yeah. you're asleep, like until you pass out from the turkey, like <laughs> you should be eating. Right. Right. Yeah, so, so by the way, I'm on the record as saying that this is one of my least favorite of the holidays. John yeah. Hoke has just been removed from the chat. <laughs> yeah, let's you, mute. Let's mute him. Power. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute him, him Brian. <laughs> you don't have that power. Brian kind of does, and that sucks. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So my answers with this one. So the red light for me was piece of cake. It was cranberry sauce. I'm not a cranberry sauce fan. Oh, <laughs> oh red light. okay. You said yeah, red, red light. light. Okay. Yeah, red oh light. God. Red light. Red you light. Open with cranberry sauce. Oh. No, no. Red light was cranberry sauce. Show two. Do this. <laughs> okay. uh, and then yellow. So my yellow light was stuffing because I really like stuffing. I would just get a big ass serving and then not go back. Are for you a second. doing? Are you doing stovetop stuffing or like homemade stuffing? Ooh, that's a that's an interesting question because yeah, you know, honestly, honestly, I mean, I love homemade stuffing, obviously, but I do like the stovetop stuff. The little the little breads are 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 really nice. They they yeah they fit in with the meal really well. I do like it. I do like it that way. I think that and, is that's a solid. That's a solid yellow light. Okay, what's your red one or what's uh, your uh, you said green cranberry. Yeah, what? my my green is mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, I have yeah. to have you. You can't have Thanksgiving dinner without mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm sorry. I just it's just yeah. that's un-American and un. It's just it's ridiculous, and I won't stand for it. Yeah, that's a Dan. That's whew, those are good choices. I like all. Thank like, you. Thank uh, you. Rankings of all three of those. Oh, my Thank God. you. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not a turkey guy. I'll there you go. No one is of turkey. To me, there's about 15 other meats that are tastier than turkey. Yes. Um, Thank you. So I'm going to go, man, this is tough. I was going to go mashed potatoes with my green light because whoa, mashed potatoes, it, that, that just puts it all together. So yes. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let Brian have that one. I'm going to go with just a delicious piece of ham as my green light. You got to have some ham. If you're not a turkey guy, the ham usually will save your meal. So, and ham is delicious. It, ham is one of those things that like, if you have a ton of ham left over, you can eat it like 20 different ways before you're sick of it. So I'm going to go ham green light, uh, yellow light, man, this one is a little bit tougher. I'm going to go with the, the classic. You got to get a bread in there. You got to get some carbs. I'm going to go with the, the hot dinner roll. Oh, mm. Uh, 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 just a staple in, in pretty much most of my meals I have some type of bread. So uh, I'm going to go with the dinner rolls, my yellow light. You don't want to overdo it because carbs are bad, but uh, you do got to have a dinner roll or two uh, when you're eating your Thanksgiving. And hopefully my grandmother isn't listening to this because if she is, I'm not, le I'm legally obligated to not tell, say that I don't like any of uh, any of her food that she makes because she's an amazing cook, but um, I am not a uh, green bean casserole fan at all. So I'm yes, thank you. Um, I think green beans are delicious by themselves. When you put them in a casserole setting, they are terrible. So uh, I'm going to go red light is green beans casserole. Um, I'm also not a huge sweet potato casserole fan yes. either. So I'm going to also red light that as well. Oh my God, you dominated this thing. I, the, my only problem with it is that uh, the the 
non-traditional Thanksgiving foods still don't get a whole lot of representation. As they shouldn't, John. Like, okay, so I have more. I have more. Okay. Uh, This will get everyone, everyone who was like, this was the worst segment ever. I must tell you about my my wife's family is a very traditional meal family. It's like a Hallmark Christmas card. (laughs) It is cut cookie cutter grandma cooks the whole meal we're not talking potlucks nothing my family owns a catering business so we do smoked barbecue and so thanksgiving at their house is brisket rope sausage loin oh my god pork the whole anything you can imagine that can be cooked on a smoker we've got it and so if we're going non-traditional brisket is definitely the green light uh, rope sausage is also delicious and pretty much any meat is delicious. So, uh, like walking into my, my parents' house on Thanksgiving afternoon, uh, it's like walking into like a meat market. It's amazing. So if you want a non-traditional, that's about as non-traditional as it gets just meat. Yeah. Usually some like garlic, cheesy mashed potatoes because they don't like traditional mashed potatoes. They add a little extra spice to them. Okay, so so here's the deal. We have to break this down a little bit because so so I'm first of all I'm okay with with Ethan's answers. I think he he gave enough to John and enough to me in this <laughs> discussion that we're both walking away going okay okay yeah that's that's good, good you know, yeah, yeah he it, he did walk the razor's edge for sure he, he did but here so here's my, here's my thing with Thanksgiving ready turkey mashed potatoes gravy stuffing. Well, gravy on all of the damn shit because it's delicious. You gotta have gravy on everything. Yes, yeah. Green bean casserole, put it on my plate. No nope. candy yams, nope. put them on my plate too. Nope. nope. Give me all that stuff. Give me the dinner rolls. Give me noodles. Yep. My mother used oh, to make noodle. noodles for me. Noodles oh, are the, ma- the, noodles. the bomb. Eat some noodles. Put some salt and pepper on there, man. Eat all that. I'm put all that stuff on my plate and Brian mix it all together with mashed potatoes, and I'm gonna eat all of it. And then on Friday. And then on Friday, and then on Friday, you turn the game on, the college football game's on, Texas A&M and Texas is going to be on. It's always on on Friday after Thanksgiving. Iowa's probably playing Nebraska that day. Those those Midwestern teams, they're always on Friday. That's the day you bring the brisket over, and let's have a tailgate, and let's drink some beer, and let's eat that meal on Friday. So I'm I'm good with that meal, too. I just, just like my Thursday Thanksgiving to be what it's always been. Traditional. Yes. Yeah, like the Pilgrims did it. I like the Pilgrims, man. Well, I mean, I, I John, you gotta tell certain me certain what things. Is, what is your <laughs> non-traditional? Because you said you're not a Thanksgiving guy. Yeah, wait till you hear these. Basically, <laughs> for me when you're from the Midwest, but whatever. Continue. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm talking like ethnic food, like. I mean, uh, oh, you're one of those families. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Chinese my, restaurant. my family doesn't really oh, do that. You. And that's maybe that's a lot of where this is coming from. Like uh, our our Thanksgiving dinners are, are very chalky. It's it's just a normal, you know, it, it's turkey, it's mashed potatoes, and it's a bunch of stuff that I can't have because I'm gluten. the chalk lineup on Thanksgiving. Uh yeah yeah you can no, one no. No. thank you, no. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> dude you gotta go chalk on Thanksgiving it's um, tacos yeah tacos did you just yeah. say tacos yes yeah yeah tacos 
uh, lasagna, uh, some, maybe some tikka masala. Yeah, that's that's that to me is uh, that's an actual Thanksgiving <laughs> meal that I would get down on. God, I wish the, I wish they could see. John. Otherwise, I'm just I, I'm just eating for sustenance. John. I'm just eating to stay alive. This it, it, the, yeah, nothing on the traditional Thanksgiving dinner table interests me all that much. John, I gotta know this. Do you have a grandmother? Oh yeah, <laughs> is she alive? <laughs> I I mean I don't have to because tell you this since you're a doctor. But, yeah, grave if she's not. Yeah. No grandmother would appreciate. I hope we don't have any grandma listeners to this show because they are gone. They're. I hope we do. That'd be awesome. They are out. Yeah, it, it, we had a good run. Greatest tradition. If we, if tacos. we, if we held their interest this long. Oh, I know somebody out there is like, well, we go to the top. We go to the Mexican restaurant every year for Thanksgiving, and those people. They are sad, and I feel bad for them because they don't have a grandma that can make them a great meal like I do. So, you know, I, if that's the case, I hopefully that's not your case, John, because you know it sounds like you do some traditional stuff, but yeah, no, they they bad for you. And, and my grandma does a great job. My 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 mother in law does a great job. Actually, my father in law is the one who any any barbecues the bird so it's it's good it's good it's it's fine for turkey it's just i mean like you said 15 other meats that are better than turkey like why are we tied this one That's day of the ham. year we have to eat turkey even, yeah no I, and i'm with you there ham ham is fine too but i mean if, but if we're if we're going to buck the traditions anyways if we're gonna say you know what I actually don't like turkey even once a year. I don't I don't really like turkey all that much. It doesn't really taste like much. It's like it wants to be chicken, but it's it's more It's dry so much and... better than chicken. Don't you even go down <laughs> the chicken not, turkey lane. I will not I even, will steer you off the road, sir. It's not even close. It's it, it's it, and it's I, it's dry and it's it, it just it doesn't well, really I taste gotta, like I much. Gotta, dude, I eat a lot of chicken. So I do too. It's more readily freaking available, and everybody in America has this problem. Has this mental block over only eating turkey on Thanksgiving? I have to smother chicken and gravy to like so that I don't cough dust when I Uh. eat it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Brian, that's a bad food take. Where is the bad? Where is bad food take Twitter when we need them? (laughs) Here's a bad food take: eating ham on Turkey Day. (laughs) You want to talk about (laughs) un-American? Jeez, oh, man, ham on hey you eat ham for christmas dinner that's fine yeah, i love ham i love no. ham, especially honey baked with the cinnamon crispy mm. shit on the outside yeah. oh so succulent Ugh. juicy oh my yeah. god you can't really throw chicken under the bus uh, well, I like chicken. Above turkey well it's not above turkey yeah it's not that's exactly you so you just admitted that your chicken is not above turkey Turkey is better oh, than chicken. No, 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 no. Turkey is the is the bi-week fill-in of meat. Oh. <laughs> One week a year. It's I'm going to pull a stomp in here. I can't even. I can't the rest even. of the <laughs> chicken is like the DeAndre Hopkins of meats. You trust it week to week. And when chicken's on a buy, it calls in its little brother, Turkey. And turkey will get you freaking ten points on a on a on a good day, but most of the time it's garbage. 
Yeah, well, that- see, so that's the thing. So if if you don't like turkey all that much and you recognize that even on this one day a year, we don't actually have to eat turkey. You know, this isn't about eating turkey. I mean, if you like turkey, that's fine, Brian. You know, you, you can have your turkey. But for those of us who don't like turkey all that much, it's, it's like this this holiday doesn't absolutely necessitate eating turkey. Once you come to that conclusion, then, I mean, it's a couple steps away, but the next, eventually you reach the conclusion that, hey, I can actually eat whatever I want and I can eat a ton of whatever I want. It's it's still the same holiday and we're still a- accomplishing the same thing. I'm eating myself half to death and then watching a football game while my family watches me, you know, struggle to stay awake. Like it, it's it, it's the same thing regardless of what you eat. And you're being thankful. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah, that part, too, for something. Yeah. Thank- thankful that we're able to have these food disagreements and not one of us getting <laughs> injured badly. Yeah. Well, that's because we're far away from each other. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. So we were talking about wrestling, pro wrestling, uh, before we actually started recording this. And... uh this did this turned into like a triple threat match where like you just can't decide who you want to go after. Like I think you, we put this to a vote. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 a, a Twitter poll because those wanna, are always you know, we should do uh, we God, should, I need your red light, yellow light, green light, and we're gonna put this to a vote on Twitter and see gonna, who is the most correct. This is gonna be the most absurd thing you've ever heard in your life. It's actually not because, uh, so I mean, my, my, he has, he has a lot better options cause he can just choose any food he freaking wants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yellow. I mean, so red light was, uh, I mean, I think I'm just going to put both into the, into the red light category here. So, um, green bean casserole and, uh, sweet potatoes are both red lights for me. Yeah. They, they, neither of them I make any sense. Yeah, and and they're kind of weird colors, and yeah, it's just yeah, no no thanks. So yeah, they're just both gonna be red lights. But yeah, I mean, the rest of the rest of the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, I'm just gonna yellow light it. Like just just push all of it off to the side. And for green lights, we're gonna have fresh steak. But yeah, yeah, or uh, yeah. I mean, I I've brought up burgers and fries. I brought up. You know, nachos. <laughs> Thank you, Ethan. I'll, I'll I'll push all push the rest of the the table. Just push all of that food off to the side, and I'll just set down my the pizza that I ordered from Domino's in front of me. You would get run out of my grandmother's house <laughs> if you rolled up. Oh, mine too. Giving day with freaking a burger and fries. Yeah, mine too. Burger and fries at. Yeah. Yeah, I, mine too. That's the most they, American thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, well, you know what? If I had some chicken tenders, those would be delicious, wouldn't I they? Love you chicken like tenders. chicken, Ethan? They've got to be gluten free, but yeah, I love chicken. No, tenders. the joke is that like every kid wants chicken tenders. Doesn't matter what restaurant you go to, they want chicken tenders. That's John. But on and some some adult men also adult. want chicken tenders. He's like, give me some chicken tenders. I'll be. Really I want. Ch- hey, I love chicken tenders, and I would eat them on a lot of nights. Just not Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. Why? I love chicken tenders too, but man, because there's so many. There's so much good food. That's traditional food. Dude, Brian's crying. I even have. I even. He's crying. I can even accept ham. 
I mean, it okay. hurts. Ham, but I can okay. If people would like to do ham on Thanksgiving because they don't like the taste of turkey, they're not a turkey fan. Mm-hmm. I can. I mean, that's acceptable. Tacos <laughs> not acceptable on Thanksgiving. They have their own holiday. It's I'm sorry. I Tacos are every freaking Tuesday, baby. Taco Tuesday. They have a day. Yeah, yeah they have a whole day every week. Turkey yeah. is one day a year. And they're so tacos are so much better than turkey that they could also take over Thursdays, including Thanksgiving. Man, we should move on to football talk because <laughs> we're never gonna get over this. Yeah, yeah. This this might be uh this could be the this, end of this, this could be a podcast show. killer, yeah. This could be the end, folks. <laughs> John Hogan. I, spin- I see a spinoff coming. We with, with with as many food takes as are in the di- the fantasy football community. I mean, mm-hmm. we could we could have. I mean, talk about content. We should start open websites on food food takes. Thin mints versus tagalongs. Thanksgiving yeah. turkey versus tacos. I mean, <laughs> we. I mean, this is epic stuff right here. Yeah, I like that. I also like. Uh, just, just the simple question of what would John eat for Thanksgiving dinner? Probably and just like throw out, uh, you know, whatever question, just, just ask me like, what, have hot, a six hot piece dogs? Yeah, I'd, I'd eat hot dogs. I'd eat, I'd eat a chili dog for Thanksgiving dinner. Eat peeps. I'd eat peeps for Thanksgiving oh my dinner. God. I'm kicking you out. You gotta quit. <laughs> okay. You gotta quit. Okay. But is your problem with peeps on Thanksgiving dinner no, or peeps in general? Want. Well, peeps are terrible, but thank you. Ethan. You can eat whatever you want on yeah. whatever day you want. You're an adult. I just <laughs> thank you for acknowledging you would, that part. Throw it. a whole holiday of deliciousness just under the bus for a freaking cheeseburger, like. And I freaking love cheeseburgers. I you love them too. You can ask anybody. I'll eat three cheeseburgers a week, like Bison. So why are you going to rule them out on this one day? If you because- like them so much, what what would be wrong with eating that? There's nothing you can eat whatever you want, dude. I'm just Thank saying, you. like I will. Like, I'll eat. I'll just, eat. You're I'll on eat. sacred ground, man. Like this is <laughs> it's one day a year where you go to your you have family and you 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 do not have any happy memories of getting around the Thanksgiving table and talking with your grandparents and eating delicious food that's homemade that's not freaking processed and. Oh God! I'm just yeah, but I I just always no, you don't. The no. <laughs> the, the, the the memories you would are be just invited to Ethan's Thanksgiving dinner, and it will change your life. Hey, he's right in the middle, John. Yeah, I'm right uh, in the middle. And Stompy could drive up. Yeah, just a yeah. super just, super if my show. Grandma hears this show I'm James never gonna drive down. I mean, this is gonna be amazing. And uh, I, I, I mean, Ethan's house next year, 2020. 2020. She's like, oh, shit. I invades Thanksgiving. My grandma yeah. would be thrilled. Yeah. She'd be even, like, oh, even you your little podcast friends. <laughs> even <laughs> though I'm bringing my own food, is, is yeah. she still going to be okay with it? Oh, no, you're going to get whacked with a freaking <laughs> It's going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's going to be like the meme that's, you know, the get out. Like, just get out. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> My grandma would be offended if you brought anything to her Thanksgiving dinner. That's how good she is at cooking food. Yeah. No, no, I'm sure. I mean, my grandmother is the same way and she would, she would, she would react the same way, but that's the thing. It's been, it's been 38 years of persecution 
where yeah i mean even even now as an adult i would i i would like some chicken fingers and they're none available like it's not even on the menu and uh and, and in fact you know you get you you get run out of the out of the house if you even ask for it so we are uh, losing it's, viewers by the minute yeah uh, i mean they're they're used to they're used to it like, i mean me you know me me trying to eat breakfast cereal for Thanksgiving dinner is just the same as me drafting Aaron Rodgers one hundred and one. Let's be honest; like everybody's just gonna just gonna ignore that part altogether. They're just well, gonna. Well, John, I I love you, so I will drive you to Taco Bell after we all eat Ethan's grandma's yummy Thanksgiving traditional food. My hometown, so we can go to Taco Bell. See? Nice. Ethan and I will drive you to Taco Bell so that you are not starving um after we all eat and laugh about you needing to eat taco bell well here's the thing i mean i'll eat whatever's in front of me you know if the if if it's a traditional thanksgiving dinner i i eat it but i'm just saying it's not ideal for me like the optimal we respect that okay yes i agree i agree Fair so enough. about football yeah um, yeah so there's also football. everyone's left we should talk about football yeah. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? Are we talking uh, about the duck? Duck. Yeah, we 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 better get to the duck now that it's official that Devlin Hodges is going to start. Uh, does that? Uh, are, are, are you guys going to have a, a a reasonable NFL quality offense now that now that you've got an actual quarterback or what? You guys are both looking at me. Oh, I mean, I think it's, he's still a third-string quarterback. I mean, we keep winning games. I don't know yeah. how. I mean, we don't have a first, so it's not like I can be that upset about it. Um, which we won that trade. I still yes. think Minka yes. Fitzpatrick oh, for sure. is a top five drafted player in next year's draft based on how he's played right now. So yep. I'm okay with it. Um, but – I think that Hodges is his goal or his and really the goal of any backup or third string quarterback is just don't lose the game for your team. Just don't screw it up so that you can't win. Give the defense a chance to win, to make some plays and help you win the game. As long as you're not throwing the ball to the other team, you're probably doing a pretty good job in my book. Like I don't expect my third string quarterback to like go out there and lead four straight drives to score. Like he's not going to be Lamar Jackson. So as long as he doesn't screw up and cost us the game because he played so poorly, it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. And I agree. And John, we talked about this last night a little bit, you know, I, I think, you know, game manager is the term that comes to mind for me. And it's just a matter of it's exactly what Ethan said. Just can he go out and not lose the game? And Mason Rudolph over the last couple of weeks has almost lost them games. I mean, he lost them part partly. It was his, you know, his poor play that cost him the Cleveland game. Um, defense didn't play real great that game either. So overall, it was just a, a poor team effort. But um Ever since the concussion, Rudolph has been off. He hasn't been the same player. Um, before that, he was a lot more cautious with the ball. He would take a sack. He would throw it away. Um, he wasn't trying to force things. And then he got smacked to Mars. And now 
you know, he hasn't been the same guy over the last couple of weeks. Um, he got and, bopped and on the head. He, he, right. He did. Yeah. He got crushed. I mean, it was a, a horrible, I mean, everybody saw the hit. It was awful. And then he got hit with, yeah. And then he got hit with the helmet too. Right. Yeah. He got, so, he got hit with a brick basically. Right. Right. That probably so, didn't help his brain any. No, no. So, I mean, I, you know, I, but I think Hodges, I mean, look, from a fantasy perspective, I don't think you really can expect a whole lot from, from Devlin Hodges. From a Pittsburgh Steeler fandom perspective, um, and again, we've got two of them sitting here, I think I'm okay with the move because I think this defense is legit. I think that they have the ability to win football games if, you know, if Hodges doesn't turn the ball over and they can score some points. You know, and and not a lot. 20, 20 points, twenty one points. They're going to give themselves a chance to win every week. So that's kind of where I am on Hodges. I, I, I'm not again. I'm not expecting much from a from a fantasy perspective. He is a starter. Um, you know, he, he might get you nine to fifteen points. I wouldn't expect twenty five to thirty in any week that he plays. Um, I mean, he could surprise us, but I, I'm not expecting that. I also, I guess I'm a little curious how much of this move has to do with the fact that you're playing at home two weeks later, here come the Cleveland Browns. I mean, no Miles Garrett, but, you know, there's there's still, you you could be, you know, it could be kind of an emotional overload type of thing if you've still got Mason Rudolph, um, you know, at quarterback with uh, with the Browns coming back in. I mean, I think to me, this this was uh, the Steelers had to get they had to figure out what they had with Mason Rudolph. Uh, the kid clearly isn't ready. I mean, I don't think he's ready to be a starting quarterback. That doesn't mean that he'll never be a starting quarterback again. I just think that he just wasn't. He's just not where they expect him. And they didn't expect him to be the starter this year. They didn't really even expect him to start into next year. So you're asking a guy that they knew was going to be a project to somehow be Ben Roethlisberger, and he's not that. So um, I think Hodges, while not a significant upgrade, I mean, he did uh, – he's an older guy. You know, he had he played five years in college, which is you know, and then he gets he gets signed as an undrafted free agent after that. Um, I think it is worth noting that he uh, he does have the NCAA FCS career passing yards record with uh, fourteen hundred yards, um, actually over fourteen hundred yards for his career. Um, so he can he can sling the ball a little bit. That was with Samford, so it's not like he was throwing against great competition. But I mean, still. The fact that he could compile that many yards, obviously, um, you know, if you look at his last three years in college, 36 touchdowns to eight interceptions, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 32 and 16. I mean, so he can he can throw a little bit. And I think that ultimately the the uh, the goal is don't lose the game for us and let the defense maybe make a few big plays and see if they can, you know, keep winning games i'm not sure that they're a playoff team but uh, again we don't have a first so we're really just playing to uh, provide entertainment at this point so and we're, we're trying to vet basically we got a young defense that's really talented um i think hodges uh i think he's got a chance to show like hey i could be the backup going forward here um you know or at least be 
on the team. So I think that it's worth it was worth a shot seeing how Mason played, and I think it's worth a shot to see how what we have in Hodges as well. Yeah, and Ethan, I'm interested in your opinion because I mean, to me, this feels like Ben Roethlisberger just totally grabbed a hold of this team again based on the play of of these two quarterbacks and specifically Mason Rudolph. I mean, I think there was some some thoughts after that first start by Rudolph that, oh man, maybe this kid is ready and maybe this is the end for Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. And then we've seen what has developed. Um, so from an injury perspective, I mean, do you expect Ben to be able to come back from this elbow injury and perform at the level where he has performed previously? Um, and then obviously if he can do that, you know, I, I assume that that means he's, he's right back in as the starter for 2020 and beyond. I mean, I don't think unless Hodges absolutely balls out, I don't think that there's any doubt that Ben could come back and be the starter next year if he wants to be. Um, and if he physically can, uh, the elbow injury is concerning because it's one of those things you see a lot in pitchers as well. Basically his arm just it, it gave up on him. I mean, physically he just, and Ben isn't notorious for being the best uh, at keeping his body healthy. So, um, you know, I think that if Ben wants to be a starter and he puts the work in, you know, we've seen him come back from injuries and play through injuries before. So I'm not going to say that it's impossible. I think that they would let him be the starter next year if they wanted him to. Again, we don't have a first round pick. So regardless of how talented you think this quarterback class coming in is, unless you're picking like a, a Tua um, and he slides into the second, which I still don't think he's going to do, even with his own injury issues, um, you're probably not going to get another quarterback added to this group. Um, the only guy that I think you know, really would have a chance to fall that late is maybe like a Julian Love. I could see that. Maybe I don't expect Jalen Hurts to fall into the second round. So I just feel like you're not going to get uh, a, you're not going to add another group. Now they could go out. We don't know where they could go out and say, Hey, we have a good young defense. Um, we've got some talent around. Let's bo boost our talent up and sign a guy. Um, Cam Newton comes to mind as maybe a guy that they could potentially look at if they want to keep trying to compete right now. Um, and, but Ben isn't the guy that, you know, Ben doesn't either can't come back or doesn't want to. Um, so I think they have a lot of options. The Steelers are one of those teams that they really do truly have a lot of ways they can go with it. I just don't expect them to add a quarterback in the draft just because of the situation that they're in with their draft capital. So with that being said, though, you know, let's let's assume for a minute that Ben is coming back in 2020. He's your starting quarterback. He's still at an age, what, 38, 39 something mm -hmm. like that. So he, I mean, he, so he's still at an age where you've got to have a contingency plan. Do you think that right now that's on the roster or do you think, I mean, it, you know, again, it's not going to be an early pick, but do you look somewhere in the draft for a, a new project quarterback? Do you maybe, you know, bring in a, a you know, a younger guy um, to, uh, to kind of take on that role at, you know, Nick Mullins could be a, uh, he could be available. Uh, Jameis Winston. Um, I think that, you know, that, that would be a good role for Jameis Winston to be totally honest is, is to kind of, you know, step back from the, the starting role and just kind of watch a, watch a professional quarterback and, and, you know, the way that Ben Roethlisberger makes decisions, 
they're they're really pretty similar in their their style of play you know they're mobile when they need to be strong armed um the the only real difference is you know ben knows how to how to make the reads he knows how to you know run the two minute drill and he makes good decisions and you know that that could be the type of thing that turns around a career for Jameis winston and then you know you you transition into into Jameis is kind of your your long-term starter I, I i don't know is that is that a realistic scenario to you guys or, or do you think that you just kind of stick with what you've got between rudolph and hodges yeah i mean i would i wouldn't mind seeing that um and and another guy that comes to mind there's marcus Mariota, and i know we beat on him on the show a lot uh well all of us except john there um and even John's you don't around. deserve Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, a guy like that, you know, it, it all again, it would all depend on price. I mean, these are guys that have, you know, are coming off of rookie deals thinking, oh, we're going to get paid. And now they're not going to get paid or at least not the way that they thought they were going to get paid. So, you know, are they OK accepting backup money? Um you know, and and sitting behind Ben Roethlisberger for a year or two, depending on how long he, he ends up playing. Um, I mean, I would love it from a fan perspective because it gives you a an NFL backup with significant starting experience and and guys that wouldn't have to win games for this team. I mean, that again, that's the point. I think this defense is good enough, and it's young. It's it's exactly what Ethan said. I mean, you talk, look at their stars. I mean, Cam Hay- Hayward is the oldest guy, and he's what twenty seven, twenty eight. I mean, Devin Bush is young. T.J. Watt is young. Bud Dupree is young. I don't think they're going to keep Bud Dupree because I don't think they're going to pay him. Um, but, you know, Minka is young. Joe Hayden is not young, but he's playing young. He's playing well. Um, Terrell Edmonds is young. I mean, they're they're just a very young defense, and they're already playing really well. So, um, you know, this is a team in the future that doesn't necessarily need a Hall of Fame superstar quarterback like they've had over the last decade and a half in Ben Roethlisberger to win football games. I think they can, you know, if if they can, they, they have a good offensive line. They have a decent offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> uh, and they had a good offensive line last year. Uh, but this year it's been it has not been as as good. But um, you know, they they have um you know and, and they have a really good defense. So I, I think you know, if you play a ball control, you know, look, the NFL is 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 changing, and yes, there are a lot there has been a lot of success with teams that are scoring a crap ton of points. You look at the New England Patriots, though. The reason the New England Patriots win so many Super Bowls, yes, they have Tom Brady and he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but they also have really good defenses. Almost every Super Bowl that they've played in, minus the Atlanta year. That was the year where the offense really won them the Super Bowl per se. In the other Super Bowl wins, it's New England's defense that steps up. And and is is you know Bill Belichick's game plan that that shuts teams down. And I think you know the Steelers, the Steelers kind of changed what the Steelers always were when the NFL kind of started doing this, right? So you, you got the three Bs, the killer Bs, and the young money crew, and all these offensive weapons, and it became this offensive thing. Steelers don't win shit when they don't have a good defense. Now they're focusing on that good young defense, and I think. 
that can help in terms of finding their next quarterback. They don't need a Hall of Fame quarterback. They need a guy who can manage games. Yeah, the only problem is, and I think that a lot of NFL front offices kind of take that that mindset up until you find out that like this this guy can win NFL games for you. Can he win a Super Bowl though? And it it it, it's been a little bit of a tough thing to test because you know for the most part the guy who's winning Super Bowls has been Tom Brady. You know, every now and then you get to you get to see like. Who who else is capable of winning Super Bowls? And and you know it's been Aaron Rodgers, it's been Peyton Manning, it's been Drew Brees, it's been Ben Roethlisberger, it's been Joe Flacco, Joe, Joe it's Flacco been randomly Dilfer, It's been yeah. I mean it's it, it, those guys have Eli done Manning. It, those are with uh, yeah. I mean Eli wasn't what he is now. And, and I mean, you know, Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl, I said, you know, that that was he he was a different player than he had been previously, too. So, you know, there, there's another game manager who won a Super Bowl. But I mean, in most of these cases, when you if you didn't have a star quarterback, you had an all time great defense. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that you you still have to prioritize the quarterback position at, at least a little bit now. I don't know that that necessarily means, you know, you you've got to you've got to keep looking until you find the next Ben Roethlisberger. I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case, you know. But I I don't think that you're going to get it done with a game manager unless this defense ends up being again, you know, one of the all time greats. And uh, I, you know they they could get there, but I I don't I don't. I, I don't think that that's something you necessarily want to count on, but, but again, I mean, I think that there are some guys who are going to be available. I, I still, I do think Jameis Winston would be a good fit. And as much as I, you know, as much as I hammer on Jameis Winston all the time, it's, it's, it's simple stuff. It's the decision-making, you know, it's, it's, and, and he needs to just get some time holding the clipboard and watching somebody, actually you know play the quarterback position like you know with some with some intelligence i i think this can be salvaged i don't think that he's just uh, just gonna always be terrible marcus mariota i i think i i think it's a little overblown with him as far as the the notion that he's a game manager i don't I think I, you, this is why i look at both those guys they are ryan Tannehill from last year Mm -hmm. It was clear that the team that they were that they're on don't want didn't they didn't it wasn't a Miami fit. didn't want him to be the starter anymore. That was just the facts. So they ship him off, which these guys are going to be free agents, so it's a little bit different. But basically, they switch teams. He sits behind somebody that could we don't know what it, we we're assuming that Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back and be able to play at a high level. We don't know that, and I don't think that we can. Uh, I I wouldn't even put a super high percentage on that being the case. I think we're going to see a, a, a Ben Roethlisberger that's not in great shape, not really into it as much. Um, and I think it's going to present an opportunity at some point in the year for one of these guys to become a starter. Again, they're going to see this as an opportunity for them, if they play well, to become a starter again. And I think we've seen it 
you know, uh, with, with basically with Tannehill this year. I mean, he went to a team that granted traded for him with the intent that maybe their intent was always for him to end up being the starter or just be an insurance plan. I think the Steelers could look at one of those guys as an insurance policy. And I think that that would be a wise decision for a team that I think could still compete for a Super Bowl if they really wanted to. Um, and if they put a few more pieces together on this team, because there is a good, good foundation. I mean, they have solid running backs, wide receiver core is young, but getting better. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think the, the defense, obviously we've talked about plenty of times. I think that it's a team that would be fun to play for. And I think that if they can find the right guy, um, eventually you know they they could eventually see themselves as a starter there and there's not a lot of places around the league that are going to pay you to be a starter when they can just draft somebody else so that's what i think about it i don't know um there's really i feel like we're kind of uh, <laughs> beating a dead horse here with the steelers as much as i love talking about my my favorite team it's um ultimately i hope I hope that the doc does well and plays well and, and can keep his job on the team. Cause he seems like a nice dude. Um, yeah. and he's like a world champion duck caller. So <laughs> yeah, wait, that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's pretty easy to root for. Uh, we can put a bow on this though, but I do think that while we're on it, we should address the matchup a little bit. So I'm going to ask you to put on your, your doc, doctor hat stethoscope doctor doctor coat (laughs) whatever your white coat yeah yeah there you go on your white coat and the the yeah the stethoscope and the the headband with the big metal circle in the middle whatever that thing is supposed to be um and that's i think a light but i'm not sure uh, i don't wear one of those okay yeah yeah that's that's old school that's uh that's before before our time i'm sure um but uh, yeah, just real quick, we've got a couple guys on the on the Pittsburgh side in particular uh, that uh, that we really have to wonder about. Um, you know, we've been without James Conner now for, I I mean, off and on for the last month month and a half. Uh, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. When he is there, he's not fully healthy. He's you know he's not fully available. Um, is is are, are we going to get James Conner this week at full capacity? Uh, should we plan on another week without him? No, I think it's going to look like uh, another week without Conner. Uh, he actually came out and said that he expects it to be a little bit longer, which players are notoriously uh, positive about their injuries usually. So when a player comes out and says, hey, and it's not happening right now, it's not getting to where we want it to be, that's always like huge red flag for me. That means that they don't feel confident enough to even pretend to feel good. So um, I would say that, uh, again, uh, with how well Benny Snell has played over the last couple games, um, two, three games um, in terms of just taking that first and second down roll. Uh, I don't think the Steelers, again, have any incentive to push Connor to uh, get back to playing any faster than what his body is allowing him. So I wouldn't expect Connor back this week, probably at least another week uh, before we know more on that. I keep wondering at what point they just shut him down for the season. You know, it, it's just been so many nagging injuries it's it's just 
it, you know what it, it, what's the point right now just classic it, running back yeah yeah it, for sure but i mean you're de- you're deep at running back you've got an opportunity here to you know to evaluate some some young guys and and uh without you know giving up a whole lot of talent um yeah, obviously james connor is better a better player than benny snell but in the aggregate right now you've got a pretty dangerous you know running back committee with with snell with uh you know jalen samuels more in the receiving or in the passing game and then you know randomly kareth white <laughs> is is kind of the change of pace satellite type guy so uh yeah, I, I I keep waiting for that, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is the other one. We we had a week without him. Um, it, he's been tough to trust for fantasy purposes anyways, but I think, you know, at this point in the season, people would love to see Juju Smith-Schuster get out on the field and, uh, it, you know, give us some kind of indication of what we've got moving forward with him. Um, so is he is he going to play this week? Do you think, or uh, is it another week without Juju? Yeah, he's been dealing with a few different things. Looks like he's uh, the most recent one was the concussion. Um, he's got a knee contusion, which just means he's got a knee bruise. Uh, both of those aren't really known to keep you out for multiple weeks. But again, he's just been banged up all year. I almost wonder if they're just giving all their guys a little bit of a break here. Um, I think it is worth noting that the last time we saw Hodges start a game, Juju didn't play particularly well. Uh, he only had three targets um, and one reception for seven yards. That's that's not going to get it done in fantasy. Uh, it's just been hard to trust him. I mean, he started out pretty strong. You know, he had uh, three straight games with 78 or more yards receiving, um, but the touchdowns aren't there. The volume isn't anywhere near what it was when Ben Roethlisberger is throwing the ball. You know, he hasn't eclipsed. He hasn't even had 10 targets in a game yet. So uh, despite him being the number one wide receiver on what has been historically a pass heavy offense, Juju has just hasn't, hasn't really put anything together this year that makes you really confident to start him in fantasy. So, uh, it- I I'll, I'll go to Brian on this one. And, and since we replaced our, uh, our red, green, yellow lights with, uh, with what well, uh, remind me. So yours is uh Turkey stuffing and, uh, and cranberry sauce, right? It was mashed potatoes stuffing and cranberry sauce. Okay. You okay. let me change it after I wasn't forced to do the turkey. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Which was a, a solid move. Um, Tell me in this matchup who are who are the players who who's the mashed potatoes in this matchup for fantasy purposes who's the who's the stuffing um, and uh, who's the cranberry sauce and I mean it can be it can be one of each it can be everybody you can think of kind of on both sides I'm I'm a little bit curious I think people more than anything people are going to be uh, you know people are certainly going to be wondering about Duck Hodges people are going to be wondering about Benny Snell. Um, and I think that people are going to be super nervous about Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Nick Chubb. Um, so I'm, I'm curious how you feel about those guys. Uh, I don't feel overly great about any of them. I, I think this is going to be a penalty-filled, low-scoring, 
kind of slobber knocker of a match um, matchup here in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I just, I, I, I don't know if I can green light a player in this game, to be honest with you. I, I, there's not a player that I feel real confident about starting. I mean, of course, you're going to start your studs. You're going to start Nick Chubb. I think it's a bad matchup. I think you should temper expectations. So maybe he's a yellow. Um, you know, same goes with Beckham, uh, same goes with Baker. I mean, you're, you're probably starting all of those guys, but I don't know how great you feel about it. Um, and, and then on the other side, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really excited about anybody on the Steelers offense in this game. It'll come from somewhere. Probably. I just don't have any freaking clue where it's going to come from. Um, you know, if if Juju plays, he's coming off the injury. Who knows how, you know, if if he'll be rusty or whatever. Um, you know, De- Deontay Johnson, Deion Kane, James Washington. I guess James Washington would be the one guy. Um, I, I mean, he's, he's a boomer bust play, but if he booms, he booms. You know, 70-some-yard uh, touchdown catch uh, in the last game uh, against Cincinnati here this past Sunday. So, um, but I don't really, honestly, I don't, I don't really feel great about any particular, per- you know, the guy that I feel best about, and this is really strange, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and I have, and I have no idea why. It's just a gut feel on this one this week. Um, I, I just feel like, I just feel like Kareem Hunt. You know, I, I think the Steelers will probably hold Nick Chubb, um, you know, a little bit better than than he would normally be held. Um, you know, their run defense is pretty decent. Um, so so, but but Kareem Hunt has a different skill set, and I think that that particular skill set. You know, even though the Steelers have improved in pass coverage with the linebackers and the safeties with Minka coming in, I think that Kareem Hunt, you know, if they can get him, you know, mismatched on a couple of those backers and and take advantage of that, he could be a guy that could have a bigger week than maybe people are expecting. Um, But outside of him, I don't really feel great about anybody in this game. I would add just one. One just interesting tidbit from the last time that we saw Hodges start. Uh, he only had 15 completions in that game, but eight of them went to the running back. So I think that could be a good indicator for Jalen Samuels. Um, maybe having a little bit of a bounce from that game. If he can get seven or eight targets, um, we've seen him do a little bit of work there. If we're looking at a PPR league, I mean, he could be a solid flex play. Uh, just because it seems like Hodges does kind of check down a little bit more often than your normal quarterback. Um, and that was really the only place he found success was throwing to James Conner uh, in that game against the Chargers earlier this year when he was starting. So um, I, I pretty much agree with what Brian said with everyone else, with everyone else in this game. A lot of yellow lights, a lot of guys are going to have to start just because of their name value and where you drafted them, your Chubbs, your OBJs. Um, you can probably find someone else to play um, instead of Baker. I could see this game just getting really ugly really fast, especially with the history with these two teams just this year um, combined with just, uh, again, just the the nature of when they play. It always seems like it's a close, low-scoring, ugly game. So probably not going to be a ton of fantasy production in between these two teams. 
the tough part this week, we're going to have some some pretty tough matchups in a lot of cases. You know, you've got you've got Deshaun Watson against the Patriots. You've got uh, uh, let me see what else we got. You've got Lamar Jackson at home against San Francisco. Green light. <laughs> Always. Yep. All right. Uh, some mashed potatoes. Lamar Jackson still mashed potato matchup proof mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes and gravy in the stovetop stuffing mixed in. Wow. Against San Francisco. I I love Did you watch it. what he did against New England? You I, know what New England was prior to facing Baltimore. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember exactly what he did fantasy wise. I mean, I think it was it was fine. I don't remember it being great, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, in the meantime, 163 yards passing and a touchdown. Um, and it looks like he had um, 61 on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So the rushing touchdown, that was the big thing. Yep. Yeah. So as long as you're, you're getting that, you're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you also have Dak Prescott against the bills, which means Josh Allen against the Cowboys. There's mm-hmm. some kind of bad matchups this week for, for quarterbacks. It's, uh, I, I, I think people might be relying a little bit on, on Baker Mayfield, um, and, uh, you know, feeling a little bit trapped with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think maybe we should uh, unpack some of these other matchups just a little bit if we can, um, you know, just to just to kind of get a feel for it. Uh, I, I I haven't gotten into my rankings yet. It's and it's so tough. Like, it's such a quick turnaround. You've got three games on Thanksgiving and, you know, that that's really when you would like to have rankings done. It's just so hard to you know, to figure out how to rank every single player, um, such a quick turnaround like that. And then we don't have any bye weeks anymore. Makes things pretty tough, but, um, let's get into the Thanksgiving slate and, and, you know, we can hit on injuries, uh, more than anything. I, I, you know, I'm looking for, um, you know, from Brian, the, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing and the cranberry sauce from Ethan, the, um, the, uh, the ham slash brisket. Uh, what was yellow again? Was it? It wasn't green bean casserole, was it? No, that was red. Yeah, that was just red. That right? I think yeah. so. I think he's muted. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, you're muted. <laughs> I can tell you're saying something important. <laughs> it was dinner rolls uh oh, yeah, i was there muted you. yeah it was dinner rolls sorry my no, apologies i'm the worst dinner rolls okay all right so yeah ham slash brisket dinner rolls and uh green bean you, casserole you had a few of them green bean casserole um yams whatever anyway so uh, Real quick, the so the the Bears are at the Lions. That's the first game of the day on Thanksgiving, and uh, Matthew Stafford 
Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely curious if he's in line for a return. Now it sounds like Jeff Driscoll is dealing with an injury to a point where the Lions were had uh, had quarterbacks coming in for a quick workout. I don't know if that's to be a starter, to be the backup. I, I have no idea what's going on with the quarterback situation, so maybe you can clear that up for us. Yeah, I don't expect Stafford back this week. He's dealing with some fractures in his back. Um, we He hasn't been practicing yet this week. Again, it's only Tuesday, but didn't practice on Monday. Um, there have been reports. Actually, Scheffner, uh, Scheffner reported that the Lions have discussed shutting Stafford down for the season because of the back. When he first injured it, I, I brought up that this actually happened with um, basically the same injury happened with Carson Wentz last year, and the, the Eagles decided to shut Wentz down last year. And I said that this was one of the outcomes that could happen, and it looks like they're considering it uh, pretty heavily here. Um, Driscoll, on the other hand, is dealing with a hamstring strain. It sounds like he is pretty sore, um, pretty dealing with quite a, quite a bit of pain with that. Um, this is pretty much worst case scenario for anyone involved with the lions for fantasy. Um, it doesn't look like, uh, anybody is really the, the guys they're bringing in do not look like promising, uh, starters. Um, a guy by the name of David blow is uh, going to possibly maybe start. They brought him in for a workout. Uh, That's going to blow pretty bad, pun intended. Um, Or maybe you could blow up. Nicely done. He ain't going to blow up. Uh, (laughs) So you got to downgrade Kenny Galladay. I would probably put him in that, um, you know, back end wide receiver two option. Um, This defense is going to eat up a third string quarterback, um, especially one that doesn't appear to be on the roster yet. So, uh, not looking good for them um, from the quarterback perspective. I just I don't expect either of those guys to play on a Thursday game. You can't imagine throwing Jeff Driscoll out there on one leg against Khalil Mack. Like that. I mean, it's I have it, Khalil Mack in an IDP league. I hope they do. Oh, I hope <laughs> they do. He's he's just going to be a sitting duck. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, what about Bo Scarborough? What does that do for Bo Scarborough? I mean, he's kind of emerged as, as the running back one, you know, it it seems like JD McKissick is still involved in the passing game, but you know, Scarborough looks like he's the, he's the top option. Um, and you know, certainly the goal line back, I, I, you know, the problem is you can really just kind of key in on the run, but is that going to be enough to to keep them from you know turning and handing off to him you know 25 30 times how do you guys feel about Bo, Bo Scarborough this week yeah i think it's likely he gets increased workload again uh you know it, it's kind of like ethan said they're not going to um especially to start the game and especially if they can keep it close. The problem here is game script because if the Lions get behind, I mean, Bo Scarborough is not going to be in there. You know, I mean, they get behind two or three scores early in the game and now it's because their defense, Detroit's defense isn't very good either. So, um, you know, their offense isn't expected to be real great this week and their defense is pretty bad. So, um, you know, the game script could take him out of the game. So that is a concern. I would be a little bit cautious with that. Um, if the game is close, you know, if it's within seven to 10 points, I think you could see Scarborough get, you know, a pretty nice workload in this game. 
Um, but you know, it's it's a little iffy because uh, I do think they'll be behind quite a bit in this game. So, well, I think Matt Patricia's bad head coach, so he's probably going to just run Scarborough regardless. So, I think you're going <laughs> to see between between twelve and and twenty rushing attempts for Scarborough regardless of the game script, just because I don't think Patricia really knows how to coach. Um, and he's going to run that guy in, uh, LeGarrette Blount 2.0 right here with Bo Scarborough. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Again, probably not going to be, unless he scores a touchdown, I wouldn't expect him to eclipse 100 yards. Uh, you know, he, he couldn't do it against Washington's defense. He's probably definitely not going to do it against the Chicago defensive line, which despite being not as good as last year, that D-line is still pretty darn impressive um, at all phases. So, uh, I just don't expect there to be a ton of running room for a guy like Scarborough. Um, you're really hoping for maybe a pass interference call. Somehow they get down the field, then he punches a one-yarder in. Um, I just don't expect a ton of progress to happen this week. So on the Chicago side, I mean, it's a juicy matchup, but Mitchell Trubisky is pretty terrible. Uh, first of all, I mean, it, any any notable injuries that we need to to be aware of on the Chicago side, Ethan? Uh, you know, not a ton. Um, they're they're really kind of hurting at tight end right now. Um, Adam Shaheen is dealing with a foot injury. Trey Burton has a calf injury. He's not playing. He's done for the season. He went on IR. Um, they're backup backup tight end. Um, Braun Ecker has a concussion, not really a fantasy option. Uh, Taylor Gabriel's uh, dealing with a concussion as well. Probably not likely that he gets cleared before Thursday. So Javon Wims is going to get maybe a chance to, to come on. Um, if Gabriel isn't able to clear the concussion protocol, so Wims could get some work. I think Anthony Miller could probably get some work. Uh, that Lions team's secondary is pretty bad, so... Um, I could see both those guys having some pretty solid games. Um, obviously, Allen Robinson, I think, would be probably the only for sure green light in this whole thing, um, just because I think that he's going to have enough volume and the team is bad enough that uh, that they should be able to, uh, to to score some points on him. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. And I would add, I think this could be a David Montgomery breakout game. I really do. I think this, you know, this Lions run D is pretty bad as well. Uh, teams have been running on them all year. Um, that whole defense just sucks. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to soften that blow. They're just not very good. Um, and and I, I think David Montgomery, is especially, you know, if, if the Bears can score in their normal offense early, I think David Montgomery is going to get, 20 plus carries in this game um probably score a touchdown at some point um so this could be a monty breakout game in my opinion yeah especially i mean game script is is definitely going to favor him too so yeah sounds like he's uh he, he might be the lone uh, you know uh, well for me you know the the lone spaghetti and meatballs guy uh, <laughs> <laughs> John, at least for that match, pick a different non-traditional <laughs> food to be his green light. Yeah, for every guy he mentions. Yep, that's right. David Montgomery's chicken pad tie for uh, for this Thanksgiving um, translation. He's a green light, probably the only one in this entire matchup. Again, I mean, Allen Robinson. I think yeah. you still you still have to 
um, you still have to consider him a, a must start in in such a nice matchup. I mean, he still gets a ton of volume, even though Trubisky is not is not good. And, and Anthony Miller's, you know, he's getting enough volume. I I still I don't think I could green light him, but he's he's close. It's a it's a good enough matchup. Uh, the second second game on Thanksgiving is going to be the Bills at the Cowboys. Uh, so I, I asked this in a ch- in the chat, uh, you know, before we recorded, um, I'm not totally sure what's going on with Amari Cooper. Is there an injury lingering or, or, I mean, was this just simply, you know, you go out on the road against one of the top shutdown corners in the game and that's all it takes to just completely erase Amari Cooper. Um, well, I think he, yeah, he is dealing with an kind of a few nagging issues. He's been playing through uh, a knee injury last couple weeks um, that has been kind of hampering his his production a little bit there. You know, uh, dating back to uh, week 11, he only had um, eight targets, three receptions, 38 yards. That's a pretty bad game for him. Um, and then again, against New England, only had two targets. He's on a limited snap count because his knee hurts. Uh, the conditions I think played a huge role in that. You couldn't really throw the ball. They were playing in basically a monsoon. Um, so that plays a role. Stefan Gilmore having his eating his lunch um, in front of him also probably uh, played a little bit of a, a role there. So I think that, again, uh, the combination of all these factors made it to where Cooper was basically a, a, a non-factor in fantasy and in real football last week. But I think this knee injury is bothering him a little bit. He's got another tough matchup. Buffalo is uh, not to be trifled with um, despite their, you know, I mean, this is this is a team that has a deceptively good defense. I would not be surprised if they gave him troubles again. Um, I think they're going to get after him. Um, and I think they're going to scheme pretty well for him. So uh, expect Michael Gallup to to see a lot of work um, in this game. And I, I just I would just temper your expectations with Cooper. He'd probably be a yellow light for me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, it, it's, I mean, Tre'Davious White is just as much of a handful as Stephon Gilmore is. I mean, those are those are quite possibly the two toughest matchups in the NFL right now. Um, it, it, it's interesting though. Amari Cooper's splits at home versus on the road are, I mean, it's eye popping. Um, he, he is susceptible to just completely disappearing on the road, but I mean, nobody's been able to, to even slow him down at home. So, you know, he, he, even Jair Alexander wasn't able to, to really keep him in check at home. It's, I, I think I agree with the yellow light. Um, I'm I'm not going to shy away from him, to be honest. I mean, in most cases, you know, where when he's your wide receiver one, you know, I, and, and I don't buy into the whole start your studs thing, but uh, I think that he's good enough at home to possibly overcome this matchup to a point where I'm, I'm probably getting him in my lineup. I, I, you know, you can temper expectations, but I still think that he's, it, it's going to be hard to find, you know, two or three better options than Amari Cooper. Um, so, but 
you know, based on the matchup, what about Dak Prescott, Brian? I mean, any any reservations there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would expect tempered expectations. I mean, but but again, if if you have Prescott, you're probably playing him. You know, I mean, unless you have a better option, but I don't I don't know. There's not a ton of better options out there. I mean, Dak's been pretty good this year overall, um, obviously playing a tough defense, but he's another one that seems to always play really well in Dallas. Um, so I, I don't know if the stats back that up or not, but to me, I just feel like, I mean, when I found, you know, the, find out this game's in Dallas, it's like, okay, well, Dak's probably going to be all right. You know, um, certainly feel better than if he, he was playing in, in Orchard Park. So, um, but yeah, I agree with Ethan on, on the receivers. Um, I mean, I think I, I still start Zeke Elliott every single week. That's not, that's an easy, that's an easy green light for me. I just, I, you know, I know that there have been weeks where he struggled, but you just, you got to start him because he, he could, he could as easily as he could have a tough week. He could also go for 125 and two touchdowns, you know? So I think you're, you're, you're starting Zeke. Um, I like Michael Gallup. I like Randall Cobb in this game too. Um, he's had a surprising year, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, and, and I, I like him in this game too. Um, you know, and then, and then on the other side of the ball, I like John Brown. I mean, Smokey is leading the AFC in receiving yards. Um, and they've played some tough competition too. So I, I you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to shy away from John Brown in this game. I think that, you know, he's clearly the best offensive weapon they have on that team. Um, and he's, he's balling right now. Uh, you know, so I think, I think I don't have, I don't have a lot of reservations playing him. Um, I don't like the running backs in Buffalo this week. Um, you know, and, and the other receivers, I mean, unless you want to get behind a Cole Beasley revenge game or, or whatever, um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not really buying into that per se. But but I do think John Brown is going to have a big, uh, you know, could have a big game on, on the other side of that. So, yeah, he went for, uh, let's see, four targets, two catches, 39 yards. He did manage a touchdown, a long 34 yard touchdown in Chris Harris's coverage. So. That's another one of those, you know, that that's that's a, a, a top five uh, or bottom five, depending on your perspective uh, matchup for wide receivers. I mean, that's that's one of the toughest uh, assignments right now in the NFL. So and he he managed to get free for a touchdown that pretty much saved his day. Uh, but he's he's not going to run into anything uh, as tough as uh is you know chris harris um provided so uh the last one on thanksgiving day the saints are at the falcons that atlanta defense suddenly has been um has been actually really good with raheem morris calling the plays uh it's not nearly as as easy a matchup as it looks like on paper that being said, I mean, nobody's been able to to stop Michael Thomas. I mean, you can hope to slow him down. That's kind of the best case scenario. Um, it, it, you, you can still attack that defense with the running game. Feels like Alvin Kamara and the it, Alvin Kamara probably is 
trying to think of some ethnic food here. <laughs> he, he he's he, he's the uh, he's the he's well he's the green light. He's the nachos. He's the whatever. Um, Latavius Murray probably gets you know a, a I guess for me it would be like a pecan pie. I don't remember what I had as my yellow light now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably startable as well. Um, not much else on the Saints side necessarily, uh, especially, you know, Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr. You just you're hoping for a long touchdown. Uh, what about on the Falcon side? So Julio Jones, I believe, I mean, he's been he's mispracticed the first couple days of the week. Ethan, uh, what are we what are we dealing with there? And are, are we going to have Julio Jones? Sorry, I'm looking stuff up. No, you're good. Um, and in the meantime, we could talk, you know, Calvin Ridley. Uh, man, I don't know what to make of that running back situation. I'd stay away from that. You just stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like they know what to do with it right now. Um, Jones is dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, it, it doesn't look like. Um, I mean, he did leave with the shoulder injury. He did eventually come back in. Um, that was in the fourth quarter. Um, it looks like it doesn't look, it looks like it's not a major injury, um, but they're still probably giving him quite a bit of rest this week. I think we does play. It's just worth noting that if this game gets out of hand, he might get pulled a little earlier than we would expect. Um, just because I don't, uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to hang with the saints from just a pure scoring perspective. Um, the defense is really going to have to, uh, to, to really try to lock in. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to, to keep this game close enough. Um, I, I'm going to tentatively say that I expect Jones to play. Um, however, I think it's, he's more yellow than, than green. You're going to still start him because it's Julio Jones. If he's playing, you should, should play him. He'll probably blow up for like 200 yards receiving. I think he's, he's every, Every every couple games that he goes without having a big blow up game, you start to think like, okay, it's coming sometime. Eventually, he's going to blow up, um, and I could see this being a game where it's kind of a trap. You know, matchup isn't great uh, Thursday night. He's hurt, and then he has a huge game. So um, it's Julio Jones. I think if if he's if he's playing, you got to play him. But I would just I would just be a little bit more cautious with your expectations. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like there's a whole lot else to go over in that game. I mean, at this point, it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust your Falcons. It's a it's a tough matchup. Um it, it, again, I mean, I think the the Falcons are are, are a, a little bit of a sneaky tough matchup now too, but the Saints are just they're just rolling. Michael Thomas is is uh, he's he's matchup proof. You're starting him no matter what. Alvin Kamara probably gets the ba- the best matchup. And, you know, just by proxy, uh, Drew Brees is a must-start. Um, I, I don't think that there are any must-start guys on the uh, the Atlanta side. Yeah, and I would, I'm just going to uh, point out that Austin Hooper is – I would not expect him to play in this game. 
Uh, yeah. I think high in week 14 from to return from his MCL injury. So uh, Hooper, obviously uh, in a tight end position that is just putridly bad uh, again this year. Um, don't expect to have Hooper back. So you need to have some type of contingency plan uh, for this week for Hooper. Hopefully week 14, we'll get him back. Um, it's still not, uh, I haven't seen any, any positive signs outside of that fits into the initial timeline that I kind of thought he would return around week 14, 15. So um, hopefully we get him back in week 14, but uh, don't expect him back this week. There you go. Uh, so we were going to kind of run through this whole slate. We were going to get into some listener trades and we just, we just, we ran out of steam folks. So, ran out of steam, ran out I of blame Brian. Too much turkey. That too trip the that, that trip the fan. <laughs> it gets you every time. And get you. There you go. You know what doesn't put you to sleep? Spicy nachos, tacos. How, how about a smothered burrito for it Thanksgiving dinner? Send you to the John. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you're not gonna be falling asleep during those football games. So <laughs> Uh, that's actually probably going to do it for us this week. We'll try and, uh, get caught up on some listener trades next week. Um, we'll be back with SOPs. Uh, we are going to start to transition a, a little bit away from, uh, the in-season roster management and lineup setting. You know, we'll still do some of that stuff for those who are, who are, you know, in the playoffs, but the reality is the 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 dynasty community kind of gets cut in half after week 13 here um you know some of you are going to be playing for fantasy championships and uh some of you are going to be looking ahead to 2020 so we're going to we're going to try and start to balance that out a little bit um and uh you know our content is kind of going to reflect that but for the rest of the start sits, you can definitely, uh, I'll be on air uh, for the FF Mercenaries on Sunday morning. Um, these guys will be available on Twitter. You can definitely ask them start sit questions, uh, keep up with Ethan uh, for the for the injury news. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to help with start sits in the meantime. But yeah, check out the, the live show, FF Mercenaries um on uh sunday morning and uh for for last minute start sits um and yeah i mean with that i think we're just gonna wrap it up there for the week as we do that though we're gonna ask you for a quick favor if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts you can also subscribe to the dlf family of podcasts mega feed and get access to all of the great podcasts from dlf and once you're subscribed, if you'd give us a rating and review, not all your pod catcher platforms uh, allow you uh, that option. But on the ones that do, those ratings and reviews help us to expand our reach. We can get out to a larger audience. We can involve more people in the conversation. And from there, we can just really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you, the listener. And in the vein of listener interaction... Send us your trades on Twitter at SuperFlexShow. You can also send them to any one of us individually. I'm at SuperFlexDude. Brian's at BrianHarFF. Dr. Ethan's at EturnerFF underscore PT. 
and we can retweet those trade polls for you, help you get more votes and comments, and sometimes even bring them here on the podcast. And again, we're going to start to work in even more of those going forward here uh, as we start to prepare for the off season and uh, preparation for the 2020 season. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Until next week, stay sexy and super flexy, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah.